Is it possible to have conversations with people we disagree with in today's cultural climate? How can we do this? My name is Hayden Clark. This is Help Me Believe. So it is no secret that today's uh, modern American culture is deeply divided. So un unless you live under a rock, you're already well aware of this. It's, uh, it's no secret. So, you know, you have the left, the right, the conservatives, the liberals, the leftists, the right, whatever. There's a very deep divide in our culture currently. And as it stands, we are, we are very polarized uh, polarized to the extreme in our social and political views. And this polarization has really led to some unfortunate uh, methods of conversation. The way we talk to one another, the way we engage in conversation with one another, the way we debate. And we, we really don't have, uh, we really don't know how to do this. Um, and uh, you see this all the time. Now, in years past, whenever you debated someone, uh, this is very interesting. This is something that should definitely make a comeback. In years past, when you debated someone, all right, so if you were on the left or you were on the right and you were debating someone on the opposite side, uh, you, would, you would first, all right, before offering your critique of that person's view, of that person's position, you would first have to restate your opponent's position to their satisfaction before you could begin to critique them. This would be so helpful. This is so important to learn. So if I'm debating you before I can critique your position, whether it be on social, political, religious, uh, philosophical stuff, I first have to say what I think you're saying, and then you have to say, yes, that's what I'm saying, and then I can go on to critique you. If I restate your position and you say, no, that's not what I meant, then now i got to try again or you get to further explain what it is you mean. That way, that way, we're not talking past each other. This is what you see almost every time you see a debate on television right now. Insert your favorite news organization that you watch or listen to. They'll have two people on to debate a topic, whatever the topic may be. Almost nine times out of ten, they are never talking about the same thing. They're always talking past each other because they never define their terms. They don't have time to define their terms. You go on Fox, CNN, whatever, and, and you get like a five-minute window at best. That would be a, a long segment. And so you, you don't have the time for nuance. You don't have time to explain what you mean by your words. You just got to put it all out there as quick as possible. And in so doing, they often misrepresent their opponent. They talk right past each other. And so how can anything be accomplished when we don't even agree on what it is we're talking about in the first place? This, I think, is where this is why so many people are going to podcasts and YouTube channels where long, long form dialogue happen. And that's that's really encouraging. I hope that continues to um, increase as we uh, go head on into the future. So, yeah, so our political opponents. Another thing we do is we equate our opponents, whether political, social, religious, whatever, we equate them with evil. All right, it's not that I disagree with you on uh, you know politics on some sort of policy. It, it's that you're you're literally evil. That's what we've come to. That's how we debate. How can we have a conversation with someone whenever we think they're evil? Or, or how are we going to progress um, 
into the future when we when we believe that those who disagree with us are literally evil or to use my favorite term not really sarcasm to the max literally hitler our political opponents are literally hitler let me let me stop and address this because this is probably my number one pet peeve when people say this i want you to recall that we literally went to war with hitler and rightfully uh demolished Hitler and the Nazis, all right? They, they were evil. What they were doing was real evil, and we rightly went to war and um, extinguished them. So when you call someone Hitler, when you say, my political opponents are literally Hitler, I don't know how else to take that other than you are greenlighting violence against them. I mean, you are. If they're, if they're really Hitler, if you're right, we rightly went to war against Hitler. So what are you saying? We, it's okay to... Punch Nazis, right? If you equate your pol political opponents as Nazis, you're greenlighting violence against them. How are you not? This is why we can't... We, this is why our conversations, um, frankly, they just suck. We can't talk to each other. How, how can we have a conversation? How can we debate one another if you think I'm Hitler or if I think you're Hitler? We're not going to get anywhere. So again, this is another sad um, effect of our current cultural divide, this the fact that we, we, we cannot have conversations. So we equate our opponents as evil or Hitler or Nazis or whatever, and then what we also do is anyone who is willing to bridge that gap, anyone who is willing to sit down and have a conversation with somebody on the opposite side, they become guilty just for doing that. Like, it's wrong, like, if you're, okay, so if you're on the left, and I'm on the right, and you sit down to have a conversation with me, a well-intentioned conversation, just because you're a reasonable person, and you want to find out what my views are, you're probably going to have people on the left criticizing you just for sitting down and talking to me, that somehow you're giving me a platform, they, like, it's as if you're agreeing with me just, just by the simple fact of talking to me, Th that's insane, how, how could we possibly think that? I, in my area of the world, in Christian apologetics, I talk to atheists and people who of different religions and stuff like that. Am I giving atheism a platform? Are atheists giving me a platform when they engage with me? Did they suddenly become Christians and now they're, you know, guilty or whatever? Or am I guilty just because I'm willing to talk to them? How is this reasonable? How is this progress? How are we going to move forward um, in our country and around the world if this is the way we're going to view things? We won't. This is what will happen. We won't talk to each other because talking to me is going to get you in, in trouble with your base. So we can't talk. And once we're done talking, what are we going to be left with? I'm going to go to to my corner. You're going to go to your corner. We're only going to talk to people that agree with us in our little echo chambers. We're going to result to tribalism. And then what's going to happen? Well, at worst, we're, we're going to result to violence. I mean, there's already violence in this country, obviously. It's already happening. And now you've seen what causes it, so the solution is obviously that we need to be able to sit down and talk to, to one another. So I want to get to how this affects the church, how this affects Christians, and how this affects uh, specifically Christian apologetics. But first, I want to give a... Patron shout out to Jonathan Knapp. Thanks so much for your support, Jonathan. We greatly appreciate it. And if you're listening or you're watching, I know what you're thinking. 
you want to hear me say your name uh, on the podcast, you want me to give you a shout out, and today's your lucky day. You can head on over to our Patreon website, and there's a link in the description, or you can go to patreon.com forward slash help me believe and become a supporter of the show for as little as a dollar a month. And uh, you get all sorts of exclusive um, content and, and the bonus segment and all that that's over there. So head on over and become a supporter of the show. Thanks so much, and let's get back to the episode. So I have a question for, for, for Christians and, and for the church. If we view our political and social opponents as evil or Hitler, and we, you know, we knock on anybody that's willing to actually sit down and talk to them, how are we ever going to evangelize? All right. If you're a Christian, you're well aware that Jesus has commanded us to make disciples of all nations. If we go to all nations to share the gospel with people, including our own nation, Odds are there's going to be people there or here who disagree with us on political, social, and religious ideas. I mean, that much should just be evidently true. Obviously, that's the case. If we let these things prevent us from having conversations, if we get all emotional and all angry and, you know, view our opponents as evil or Hitler, how are we going to share the gospel with people? How are we going to... Because in order to do that, we have to have conversations with them. And, and we, if we get all angry and emotional and, and respond in this way, why would they ever listen to us? Oh, those Christians just think I'm evil because I disagree with them on, on certain things. Obviously, we, we're not going to succeed. We're, we're never going to f- fulfill the Great Commission. So if, if for no other reason, we, we can't fall into this trap um, because of the commission that Christ has given us. So in summary, if, if we are going to succeed in the, in the mission that Christ has given us, and if we are ever going to have a future in this country with that, that doesn't include you know, political violence, we, we have to be willing to sit down and talk to people that we disagree with. I, when I, whenever I have conversations with an atheist or, or with a skeptic or somebody, I, I don't want to get uh, you know, so defensive and so angry and so emotional. I mean, really, I think this comes from a place of insecurity. If your worldview, if you are so insecure, I mean, if you can't sit down and talk to somebody of a different worldview without getting all emotional and angry and calling them, you know, evil and Hitler and all that, I think that is a, a sign that you're not very secure in your worldview, that you don't really know why you believe what you believe, and you don't really know how your worldview is going to stack up against other worldviews. That's that's what I that's how I see it. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Why you know I'm I'm pretty secure in my Christianity. I know why I believe what I believe, and I'm, and I'm not being braggadocious or or arrogant in, in saying that. I just I know why I believe in God. I know why I believe Jesus rose from the dead. And I know why I believe that the Bible is God's word. Therefore, I don't feel. First of all, I don't even feel the need to defend myself against. I mean, half the people that might criticize that. I'm perfectly fine to just go on. Like, okay, you're. I've heard your criticism before. I, I still believe. So you know, big deal. But even when, it, when I do engage with skeptics, because I do want to share my worldview, I do want to share Christ with others and evangelize and try to fulfill the Great Commission, uh, I want to do that, so I do engage in conversation with people. You know, at the end of the day, if they don't agree with me, okay, so what? What's, what's the big deal? Why would I get all angry about that? First of all, it should be expected. And secondly, 
Um, it doesn't. It doesn't change my opinion. Why, why would I get all emotional about that? Why would I think that they're literally Hitler? They're they're not Hitler. They just you're not Hitler if you're an atheist. You're not evil if you're an atheist. You just don't believe in God. I think that has ramifications and and fall atheism to its logical conclusion. There's I think there will be conclusions that I don't really like, but I'm not gonna say they're literally Hitler or evil. Does it make any sense? Does it make any sense why I would do that? Even if you thought it, why would you say it? So this is obviously uh, a very poisonous way of thinking. It, it poisons our conversations. It makes us actually unable to even talk to one another. And it's certainly not going to lead to progress. And it certainly won't lead to Christians in the church fulfilling the Great Commission. So I think we should definitely do away with this idea and uh, learn how to have better conversations. And, and the only way to do that is to sit down and talk to people that you disagree, disagree with and just listen. Just listen. Whoever said that you have to defend yourself, you don't. You can just listen to people. I do it all the time. I rather enjoy just, I just want to hear people. If you ever, if you watch the interviews I have, uh, plenty of my interviewees that I've had on have said things that I don't disagree with, and I don't try to debate them. Um, I just don't feel the need to. Why can't we just listen and say, okay, cool. I see where you're coming from. All right. Or, yeah, okay. It's not that, but you don't have to contradict everyone that you disagree with. You can just listen. And this is a lesson that we had better learn, and we better learn it soon. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to hit the like, subscribe, leave a review, and head on over to our Patreon page to become a supporter of the show. The link's in the description. And you can get the bonus segment to all the episodes that I do with my interviewees and a lot of other exclusive content that's only available on the Patreon page. Again, the link's in the description. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. We'll see you next time.